What is going on? And welcome back to another episode of Creative Digest, where we sit down and we talk with other creators and creatives, and we talk about their processes and their experiences. Today, I'm joined with the one and only Graham Today. Roland. Is it Roland or is it Roland? It's Roland. Roland. Uh, Graham Roland. With a W. Graham, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Hey, guys. What's going on? My name is Graham Roland. Spell like the cracker. People get that wrong a lot. Um, people spell G-R-A-M. And I'm like, okay, I'll move on with life. Uh, I'm a Southern California raised boy, uh, specifically Marietta, to, uh, Marietta, Temecula area. Um, if anyone, probably no one knows where that is. Um, but it's about like an hour north of San Diego. Um, yeah, um, I moved out here to Chicago to pursue film degree i'm in a film production right now at the paul university um rep the big blue you already know what it is yeah uh, I, yeah I, that's that's that uh, yeah big dog is based out of uh chicago right now obviously you know he said socal which is super super sick um and this honestly gives us the first ever opportunity for those who have listened to creative digest film fit before mm -hmm. they know that it has never been filmed that's number one and number two you are the first guest to be uh remote everybody else has been in person so this is really we're breaking some boundaries here and I'm, I'm kind of excited about it i'm on a new wave you are you people are, need to join the wave you're a trendsetter right now like I'm so glad it, it, it really does i was honestly nervous about it and i really think you're opening up like a new door of like content that i can start start doing as creative digest so i'm super stoked i love about it. it i love it so graham tell me where like you're a photographer you're a videographer mm -hmm. uh filmmaker um so where did you get your start like what was what was that moment that you kind of like was like wow yeah i really love this whole like digital media art thing where what, what was that for you yeah so it really started when i was like i want to say i was like three years old me and my brother we had we had this camera called a flip I don't know if you know what it was. It was Not like a clue. It super, super old came out in like, I want to say when I was born, 2003, um, just little, just little video camera, super easy to use. Um, me and my brother, we, we were really into Fred, you know, like the, like Oh, the really, Fred, like the YouTuber, right? Fred, he was a YouTuber, Fred, right? No, yeah, no. Like the, the guy was like, Hey, like, Hey guys, it's Fred. Like, and he would like yeah. eat cabbage and do all yeah. that stuff. We were really into Fred. And, uh, I mean, I was a big fan of iCarly and Fred was on iCarly. Mm. And so me and my brother, we, we started making these like parody videos of Fred. So oh. like I, I, I would voice Fred and my brother, my older brother would play, um, like the bully at, at the time. And we would just kind of like, you know, go around our house, go around our neighborhood and just make up stupid stuff, like I, super dumb stuff and edit it in windows movie maker. I love um, that Windows Movie Maker. Wow, yeah. that is a, an extreme throwback. OG, you know, punch effects, like all these yeah. like, different, like, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> there's it, honestly, it was, there's probably some kids who like listen to this podcast who are have no idea what that is. Like, oh yeah, uh, that's what's insane. That's Windows so Movie Maker. Who's who's on Windows? Uh, uh, I only know Final Cut Pro. If you only know Final Cut Pro, you were quite literally born with the silver spoon in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. If you didn't have to go through the, <laughs> uh, like, 
iMovie phase or like the oh. home phase. Like if you don't oh, have yeah. to go through that, I don't know if I'm allowed to trust you. I don't want to be associated with you. No. It, or like that builds you, character. Like if you didn't edit your photos in like, you know, those like apps that are like film editor pro or whatever. I, like, <laughs> like, and you just like apply like a bunch of like really fun, like cartoon effects and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't, if, I can't trust you if you didn't do that. If you didn't use the default iMovie music in any of your videos in middle school, then you're not a real human. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So I totally cut you off and we totally like <laughs> we get off rolled track. off there, but like what, you know, what are the steps that kind of got you like, like what made you be like, wow, uh, I'm, I'm at DePaul now or, or whatever. Like what, what, what led you to that? Um, I mean, like, I feel like the DePaul was like my best option at the time, uh, definitely for, you know, what I was interested in, which was, you know, creating, creating um, movies and, you know, telling stories. Um, I, I wasn't really, I guess, I don't want to say fortunate, but I didn't have um, a very good like college application experience. Um, I mean, I worked, I worked my tail off in high school because, you know, I really wanted to go to a big four year and, yeah. you know, get into a huge program. Um, and when college acceptances, you know, kind of came my way, it really didn't, it didn't favor in my direction. And so I, yeah. I kind of had, yeah, I kind of had to really just like lay out like all my, all my safety options and all my, you know, breach options and pick a pick a school that was gonna one best benefit me in a network sense because I feel like a lot of the industry is with you know your networking skills 100%. and two the the resources that are within you know film programs um and DePaul was just that option for me I mean they're they're I think they're ranked like number number 12 in the yeah. nation which is which is pretty impressive I mean they they put a lot of money into their film program and that's what I really enjoy I've been able to you know, reap the benefit of that, um, you know, renting out gear for, you know, personal projects, whether that's through like class or, you know, something I just want to make on the weekend. So yeah. that's kind of how I ended up in Chicago, um, just for opportunity. And I mean, it was, I was moving away from home, which was one, the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, but two, also the coolest thing I've ever done, because, you know, not a lot of people get to say, hey, I went and lived in Chicago for a couple of years. Yeah, fact. So, yeah that's yeah. super sick. And this isn't a plug for DePaul, by the way. I, we're, we're by no <laughs> shameless, means, shameless plug. We are by no means sponsored by DePaul. But if hey, if you if DePaul wants to, I mean, yeah, sure, I'll, ta I'll take. Me. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> Love me some tuition money. So, like, what would you say um, is like your your favorite thing about filmmaking and photography, and what's your least favorite thing about filmmaking and photography? Um. I mean, honestly, I, my favorite thing about it is how personal it can be. Like a lot of the stuff that I write is either something that I've experienced or something that I've like dreamt about or something that I've always longed for. Um, that's like 100% of my writing. So um, a lot of the things that I create are very personal and um, I'm able to put a lot of passion behind it. That's it. The, the worst thing about it is just just starting starting to do it because I'm, I'm a very um, comparative person. Like I like to, I, I mean, it's a terrible quality to have, but I always compare my work to others. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, you're a very tough critic to myself, which I mean, I think everybody is, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm always like critiquing myself every little, 
itty bitty thing that I do. Um, so I guess like starting a project is the worst part for me because I, there's always that negative voice in my head saying like, it's never going to amount to, you know, what this person did or what this person did, because it's so many different, so many ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, that's just kind of like starting, getting it off its feet. Um, but once I do finding that sort of like rhythm to it, it, you know, it hits its stride and turns out well. So, yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, a hundred percent agree with you. I, I, I would say those are the, um, I, and, and I honestly, I found myself with the, the comparison thing or like I found myself doing that all the time. Like uh, obviously there's like top tier filmmakers and I was, I never compared myself to those like Peter McKinnon type people. I never did mm. for whatever reason. I was never, I was, that never bothered me, but it was as soon as TikTok came out and I started seeing people my age, younger than me, like absolutely popping off. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm literally garbage at, whatever I do. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and then I listened to a podcast actually the other day and I'm, I'm saying it on here because it de deserves to be said again. And it was like, well, first off comparison is like the thief of finding any joy in it. Right. Agreed. That's not what was said, but I, that's, I agree with that. And then is comparing yourself is good. Like there is constructive comparison, but it's always about who you compare yourself to. Exactly. If, it's, if you ever compare yourself to anyone other than your past self and your future self, that's when you find yourself beating yourself up all the time and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Because if you compare, you're, like, you're in a different walk of life in your creative space. And that's outside of filmmaking. That's outside of uh, photography. That's in any creative field. If mm -hmm. you compare yourself to somebody else who says they're in your field, like they're different people, like they're not you. Yeah. You and guys so, had completely different experiences. I mean, hundred percent completely different upbringings in general. So, yeah. And so if you literally like, I a hundred percent promote compare yourself to where you want to be in 10 years, like yeah. set your goal to where you want to be in 10 years and then always celebrate the little growths of, here's where I was five years ago. Here's where mm -hmm. I was six months ago. That's how you keep yourself from getting burnt out. That's how you keep yourself from, you know, wanting to quit or, or second guessing a project you're about to put out. Yeah. I love that. And I, I feel like oftentimes, like uh, a lot of my comparison will be like in age, like, for example, like I'll look at, um, you know, like certain filmmakers out there that I, that I really enjoy, like, you know, JJ Abrams or, you know, Peter Jackson or, um, you know, just like the big names in the industry yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll go, you know, into their Wikipedia bio and I'm like, okay, what did they do by 18? What did they do yeah. by 19? Like, I, I always, I always do it in age because I'm always like, okay, like, you know, by 20, I should, you know, have something similar to what they did. And that's yeah. just, that's, that's terrible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's terrible for, you know, what I want to do because like, I'm trying to mimic their life. Like, why would I want to do that in the first place? You know, hundred so. percent. No. And I actually, I and it hit me the other day and I'm really glad we're talking about this because it hit me the other day. And I was like, why like from a social media standpoint, from a photography standpoint, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, why am I trying to like copy somebody else's look? Or why am I trying to chase after that? Look, it's like, I get the point in taking notes and what's succeeding. That's, totally fine but yeah. there's something about like the reason they're doing well is because they're just so unapologetically them yeah like exactly people 
And I, and I think like we're missing the point is like, we're like, wow, they're just so authentic. I wish I could be like them. It's like, okay, so then stop trying to be like them, be authentic. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's just like a weird, like back and forth limbo of, I don't know, like cr- comparison leading to false identity, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, and, I think yeah continue sorry um no 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 sorry to cut you off um i i was just thinking like for example like sam calder like a lot of people yeah. on like there's there's hundreds of youtube videos like of people like hey this is how you get the sam calder effect and there's so many people that copy that and i see that like you know oftentimes and you know either like vlogs or you know cinematic videos just like randomly on youtube yeah and so like at that point like you're just kind of you're building a genre to where like, it's not even unique anymore. Like, and especially yeah. to the person that created it, like, I feel like that would, I don't well, know. hundred percent. And, and I agree with that. And it's just like, because then that leads to, it's like, why do you expect your videos to do well? If you're saying, come check out my Sam Coulter effect. It's like, why wouldn't I just go watch Sam Coulter's video? Like if <laughs> exactly. it, it, he, he obviously is the best because you're setting the bar. So it's just like, finding your bar setting it finding who you are being authentic to that all those kinds of things and it's just like especially now in like the social media day and age that we're living in man it's just like people at the end of the day are craving authenticity people want graham to be graham like i like people don't go to graham's account looking for ashton content and vice versa (laughs) like like it's, it's because like people want you to be you and and that's all you can do. And it, like the numbers will work themselves out. Like who cares exactly. about numbers? If you love it, put it out there. Mm-hmm. Of course. Now, my question to you is like, I mean, obviously like Sam Calder has his own sort of, you know, style. Peter McKinnon has his own style. What would you like, you know, maybe in like 10, 20 years, like what would, yeah. what would you want people um to see like your style as like, would it be, would it be in, you know, image quality? Would it yeah. be in, you know, color correction? Would it be in transit transitioning styles? Like what, what's your goal? Well, holy crap. That was a great question. Number Thank one. You. Thank you. Uh, also, I don't really get, people don't ask me questions much. So that's, that's re- really nice change of pace. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to the media world about the glare on my glasses. Every time I turn this way, it's my bad. Hey, you're blinded me, dude. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I really think, and it's something that I'm striving to do even now is like creating an image that's so undefiably like raw, even Mm. if it's not, even if it's color corrected, even if it has like sound effects, but like when you watch it, like I want to be known, right. If you, you know, fame is one thing, but like, I want to be known when people say like, Oh, Ashton Francis, like they know that his work is, is raw, is authentic. It's, um, it, 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 it emotion invoking you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. there's a million like i've I, you know we said in a previous conversation like there's a million and a half tutorials out there there's so many cool techniques that people are coming out with and if i come up with one awesome i'll take yeah. that right of course but i really think it's just the like take me back to let's just capture life let's capture mm-hmm. emotion and if that means um very specific color tones but like i want to go back and forth i don't want to be locked into oh, he only ever shoots in orange and teal, you know? Like, yeah. if that's not what I'm feeling that day, if I'm feeling down and blue, then my colors are going to be blue. If I'm mm-hmm. feeling bright and happy that day, 
I want it to be bright and happy and like oranges and all this kind of stuff. So it's like to, to really sum up the question, sum up the answer is I want to people to undefiably know that they're going to walk away with an emotion or yeah. um, uh, a feeling or that they walk away with Im- like not just information, but um, revelation. They walk away yeah. with um, like a, a shifted mindset or they walk away with uh, they, they feel something, they connect with it on a different level. And, and so like, I know that's such an ambitious goal, but it's just like, I think if I facilitate that, that culture in the content that I'm producing today, then that can be something that, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road, um, you know, people, people come to me and say like, you know, that just, uh, that really resonated with me. I really yeah. connected with that. And that's, that's my goal. That's who I want to be. It's amazing, dude. That's awesome. So I, I feel I, like, I feel you like you're right. an HDR type of guy, you know? I am. I am a very <laughs> HDR type of guy. Definitely. Um, so I'm going to flip it back on you. Like what, who do you, what does Graham want to be uh, in five, 10 years? What do you want people to like say? Yeah, Graham is this. Uh, I, I definitely want to, I want to be known for color style. Okay. Definitely. Uh, one of my big inspirations, I'm going to pull up his name real quick because go. I'm going to butcher it. Kind of like a, like a Greg Frazier, like how his cinematography is so color story driven. Oh, I, I, I love, I love Greg Frazier, but uh, one of my favorite cinematographers is Hoyt Van Hoytema. Oh yeah. The cinematographer for like her and oh my God. Yes, yeah. Yeah. He is, he's, he is beautiful. He's Swiss and he has done, I mean, the most beautiful movies and yeah. all, honestly, like some of my favorite movies, I mean, Dunkirk, Tenet, yeah. Yeah. Spectre, Interstellar, Her, the fighter i mean he has done like so many so many beautiful films and like his his color is amazing I yeah love it. and and what i love about him him and, and even for me like you know greg frazier what i love about greg is he like is so embracing of like dirtying up the frame and it like what makes it raw isn't the perfectness of the lens or whatever and that's yeah. a whole other conversation but what i love about what's his name hoyt 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 i I feel like i'm being so culturally insensitive i'm hoyt van hoytema hoyt hoyt van hoytema uh that cinematographer uh he he is amazing and but but, but what i love what i love is as a cinematographer which i am which you are Mm -hmm. is finding like embracing that director's direction embracing the um like you can you just like feel the emotion of whatever it is whether it's a story you wrote whether it's a story somebody else wrote like yeah you can say i know exactly what you're feeling and here's how i can translate that and here's yeah. what in into in to, to your uh what's the word Pro, you know direction to your direction mm-hmm. is color is like how does color drive emotion how does color drive the story it's like Mm -hmm. this little subtle hint of red here is telling us this and like you how does it affect the characters yeah Yeah. and that's why i love i love la la land so much oh Oh my gosh that is such a top tier movie yeah okay question number two okay no this is like question number like 12 i don't know what is your favorite movie all time right now i can't answer that man yeah you can i can't what's your even if it's a okay okay What's your go-to, like, you know, Friday night, got nothing to do. You just popped yourself a bag of popcorn. What, oh. are, you tur- what are you turning on? What do you, what, what's, what's playing right now? 
honestly, it, it really depends on my mood. Um, if I'm yeah. going for action, love the John Wick movies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love them. Love so them to death. So good. Um, love the John Wick movies and I love Lord of the Rings trilogies mm, like for yeah. action. Um, for comedy, I'm going to go with any any type of Seth Rogen movie. Seth Rogen is okay. probably like my favorite like uh, comedy I love actor. his laugh. You can't get away from his laugh. Oh, like, I, I mean, yeah. I, I just I like his stoner energy. It's I, I just resonate with it. Well, it's very, <laughs> no, I it's love that, dude. It, it's just it's funny. Like and it's I, I guess his humor is just very stupid. And yeah, that's why that's why I can relate to it. It's a good um, time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a great time. Um, uh, as far as like, I'm going to go into like rom-com territory. Rom-com territory. Uh, I love forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's a great rom-com. I Jason what... Siegel. I'm going to take your word for it because I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's a great one. It's on Netflix if you want to okay. check it out. Um, I'll add it to my list. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't know. Sci-fi, I guess you could put, you know, Interstellar in there. Oh, my gosh. Interstellar. Amazing. If it's not on any, it's if it's not on everybody's top five movie list, you're. Yeah, you're dumb. You hate film. <laughs> You you don't like you don't like Christopher Nolan. You don't like art. Yeah, you you don't like true beauty. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, and I I, I love superhero films. Um, uh, you know, Marvel Marvel has been you know going in a direction where you know I'm like, mm, yeah, you know this is questionable, but I'm still enjoying myself. You know, 100%. I usually go I go to the movies to watch Marvel for fun. I don't really critique it that often. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, I kind of wanted to go back to the Batman because oh, we mentioned Batman. Greg Frazier. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, what is your what is your sort of, um, I guess, opinion on the use of uh, LED screens? Because uh, for oh for a good amount of the I mean, a good amount of shots in that movie, they use like that. Those yeah, the LED circular walls. LED walls, that, yeah, like, which is also seen yeah. in. Mandalorian, you know, Book of Boba yeah. Fett, which um, Greg Frazier did exactly. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I want to I want to know your opinions on that because yes. I I have uh, mine. So vir- virtual production is the future. Uh, yeah. You can't you can't feel fool, fool me, right? Uh, with this type of tech, green screens are jokes at this point, right? Like you don't need keying. It projects perfect lighting, so you get like location accurate lighting. Yep. Um, whilst still being able to maintain all the things you love about a green screen now catch 22 here it's expensive right like but if you're a major production right if you're a if you're a marvel if you're a batman if you're an interstellar whatever it is right like if you're a major production you have no excuses to not use a fifty thousand dollar led wall and that's to buy it like much less rent it yeah and so it's just like rent the wall you know get somebody on your set who understands unreal engine who understands like you know virtual uh, like puck tracking and all that kind of stuff like yep. mocap understand somebody or get somebody on your set who understands that yeah and then now you've just saved time you've saved money realistically like yeah. imagine having to build or to rent a set in chicago or new york city to be able to do all of those like uh what like the skyscraper shots and stuff like that yeah in, in, in the batman crazy and it really like and it allows them to dial in looks if they say like 
you can spend an hour and a half at sunset where normally you only have 30 minutes to get that perfect, beautiful sunset. It's like, oh, wait, no, we have like all day if we want to spend here because you just keep rewinding the screen, you know? It's so convenient. And I mean, over time, you could just save so money just in general with traveling to different locations because yeah. like one, you're, you're traveling, you know, all the equipment, all, all the crew, all the actors, you know, everything that you need for this film. I mean, like it, it costs a lot of money, you know, just to, to fly stuff, to drive stuff yeah. and hires. And there's, there's so much logistics behind uh, moving sets that like, we don't even know about, like that oh we have gosh. even yeah. touched the surface of, which I, I, it, it makes me so overwhelmed. Cause I'm like, Holy crap. Like this is what I'm getting into. Yeah, I- exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I think it's so unique. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I love the Mandalorian so much is just cause you're able to bring out like such vibrant colors from just like the yeah. natural, like just from the natural camera recording. I mean, yeah. like, you know, that honestly could save time in post-production oh, as so far as like color time. grading goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there's also like a cheaper version of uh, virtual production, right? Like, you can mm-hmm. do a you can use a green screen without using the LED wall and use yeah. the same uh what's it called? Oh my gosh, like Vive Puck tracking and stuff. So like you can track all your camera movements. And so all you have to do is do a simple chroma key, right? Which I yep. don't love, but you can do a simple chroma <laughs> key and yeah. then just throw all of that tracking information that you recorded live, mm-hmm. sync it up, and then boom, you have yourself a finished rendered project you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah like virtual productions um yeah i think we're just in such a really interesting like hump of of creativity right now i know? agree and i i'm i'm very excited to see like what people can do with it yeah. i mean if they have the budget for it i mean honestly i'm game you know oh 100 so. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, in like, obviously this is creative digest. So, you know, going into different facets of creativity here yeah, and like, not just the virtual production, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unreal, uh, unreal engine and stuff like that. I mean, I am sure everybody's seen that like one shot of unreal engine at like the train station yeah. that yeah. that's been circulating. That's yeah. insane. But, like it, unreal engine, but there's also like for creatives, there's things like, in the in the meta space or whatever you know you could get into things like nfts and like how they're providing artists a chance to finally actually like be valued right like exactly i can release an nft as a photographer or a painter or whatever you are you can nft anything these days and if people value you they'll properly pay you you know what i'm saying like because i think over the last like 10 years people didn't know what to do with creatives Mm -hmm. like people like us who are like super passionate about art and who say like yeah you can like drive life with creativity and art and i think like people are finally recognizing oh wow like here's the like we value that we value that you love art we value that you're good at it we value yeah 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 you're on the same you're on the same page i'm on your wavelength i'm on your wavelength so what uh hot takes we can do oh no i dropped my phone are we in hot takes section? I think we're in hot takes section. So boo, 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 boo. hot takes, um, hot, hot, hot ones. What are your thoughts on multiverse of madness? Dude, 
<laughs> I really liked it. Okay. I'm not, I'm I, did not gonna lie. I did too. I'm glad you did. Okay. I really liked it. What, um, what, what about it did you like? Okay. Uh, where do I start? Um, okay. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about what I didn't like about it. Okay. 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 Um, there was uh, the America Chavez character for me. Um, I, I felt to be a little cringe. Okay. Just a little bit. Um, I felt to be a little cringe. Um, and I, I don't think they dealt like, I, I'm assuming they're saving it for later in later movies to explain yeah. that, but I wanted to know like the source of her power, how she controls it. Um, more yeah. of that. Uh, I guess that was like my only real big complaint. Um, yeah, like I like the character of America Chavez, but I don't like. I I just didn't love the acting. It seemed like a little bit overacting for me. Me, yep, I agree. So, and I, I, I just had to Google this. Um, but and I heard I heard somebody else say this. And you, if you go into it thinking that it's a Sam Raimi movie, who's who directed it, yep. If you go into it thinking that it's a Sam Raimi movie and not a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a, an amazing movie. Right? Oh, it, if you look awesome. at all of other Sam Raimi's work, it's like traditional horror. It kind of has yeah. that like has that like spontaneity to it that like mm-hmm. we just weren't used to, and just like all those types of things. Where like it like almost like uh, who's like like Tycon Ty Tyka. I, I know exactly. Yeah, you know exactly. Got, the the yeah, he's I just don't know guy. how to pronounce his name, but he, he directed. Directs- uh Thor Thor Ragnarok yep exactly exactly he's directing the and, new one too yes yes yep. and he's a phenomenal director and like you oh, yeah. look at it and you're like oh wow this is his movie yep. right and then it's like oh yeah it's also Thor so I think they really took the same approach with Sam Raimi and I agree and that's why I enjoyed it because then once you like look at it through the lens of this is a Sam Raimi film yeah it becomes instantly like two mm-hmm. two more points better now obviously like on a scale of one to ten it's still like a five for me right it's good it's good Mm -hmm. but like when you have things like spider-man no way home it's like yeah that's a a nine point that's a nine five right there that's a crazy crazy movie avengers Um, one that's the only 10 they have so (laughs) five i i mean i'm gonna stay silent about the avengers talk because i am a i'm a proud supporter of endgame but that could that can be okay that no, can be I love a it. conversation for a different day. I love I love Endgame. What? Who who doesn't support Endgame? Uh, 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 more people than you would think. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, I love Endgame. Oh my I gosh. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. But yeah. Um. So what I think Doctor Strange, the new one, did well was honestly they they really showed their powers with the CGI, dude. Oh yeah. Like hundred percent. They they really I they put a focus towards those artists and. They did a yeah. phenomenal job, in my in my opinion. Hundred no, hundred um, percent. It it visually stunning. I mean, I was I was entertained pretty much the whole entire time. Yeah, watching that movie, um, and I love the horror aspect of it. And they were not afraid to, I don't know, like be vicious with it. And I was like, yeah. ooh, this is some like this is some dark side Marvel. I mean, like there's a there's a scene in in the movie where like. It looked like it was straight out of Invincible, if you've ever seen that, the the Amazon, the Amazon superhero series. Um, and it was just brutal. I mean, yeah. there was like some brutal deaths, and I'm like, mm, oh wow, okay, I, I, I can get down with this. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, I 100 agree. I, um, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I, I really enjoyed seeing seeing Scarlet Witch because I mean, in the comics, Scarlet Witch is 
super powerful. And this is kind of like the first time where we really see the extent of Wanda's power. Hundred um, percent. I think the the way that the movie re- uh, or the resolution of the movie was a bit off for me. Um, was sure. I still satisfied with with the entire product? One thousand percent. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he's love he's it. a great actor. I love him love as it. Doctor Strange. Um, you see a little bit of more from Wong here, and I, I love to see that. That yeah. was great. Um, just some little fun cameos as well. I mean, it was a solid movie. No, 100%. I, I thoroughly agree with you. And yeah. um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but like Superman movies, we talked about it a little bit before, Batman, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, and this is just like, this is just my, the, like, and honestly, like normally these are just like much more creative driven and not like specifically about filmmaking, but like, they, they if they don't like it they can stop listening yeah but i really am excited because i think that uh the style that the batman was is about to like redefine the precedent oh. of what filmmaking should be right Dude. not the brutality not all that kind of stuff not about like the colors and stuff like that's all subjective right mm. but of like course. i'm talking about like letting the lens get dirty letting uh using uh like just embracing the the rawness of an image right like yeah. if somebody if something like gets in front of your shot then something get oh i turned my mic then something gets in front of your shot like that's yeah. okay you know like embracing the because like from a technical standpoint the batman was all over the place like from oh, a yeah. like if you're like looking at the specs of the movie it was just yeah. left and right all over the place and so like mm-hmm. but i really really think that from a from a music standpoint from a um just like a, an artistic embracement. I yeah. think the Batman really set a precedent of saying like, yeah, blockbuster movies are allowed to be dope. Dude, I I loved the Batman. I mean, like fundamentally, like it is so like comic book accurate. Yeah. I, I love how we get to see like this, this different side of Bruce Wayne that we haven't seen before. And it is probably the most accurate like yeah. depiction of Bruce Wayne. I mean, people were like, oh, why isn't he, you know, like confident? He's got all this money. And it's like, he, you know, he's two years into his career. Yeah. He's, he's still dealing with like the social anxiety of, you know, being like the biggest Wayne in Gotham City. And I, I, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the journey, man. I'm I, super, I, no, I super love hopeful. It. I love Matt Reeves. Um, I mean, and as you said, I mean, like getting the camera dirty. I mean, a lot of the time, like Matt Reeves would say, he'd be like, yeah, like a lot of that was like just practical effects. Yeah. Like that, that, the car scene jumping through the flyer, like that was real. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like, it was sick. This, it was I, sick. I'm really excited for, you know, what's to come in the future from. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what's what I'm really, really excited for. And I, and this goes to, you know, what we can take away from this, you know, is, I really think like I looked at, you know, if you watch the behind the scenes of like what Greg Frazier, Matt Reeves were doing Mm -hmm. there, they were realistically like there was like that opening scene where Batman, uh, you saw Batman walk out for the first time. Oh, so badass. Right. Like it was sick. No, it was super sick. And what I loved about it was you look look at the behind the scenes and it was quite literally one aperture, like 200D on the, on, on camera, right. And and it was just diffused and that was it Mm. that was the entire setup for the scene and what i loved about that what i loved about that is outside of the area alexa right that's what they used Mm -hmm. but outside of the area alexa like it really practicalizes that's not a word 
but I made it one practicalizes boom the ability to do these blockbuster films like I yeah. looked at that I'm like well holy crap I could do that mm-hmm. you know and I 1000%. really I, I really love that artists are starting to do that I think here here now like now more than you know I guess recently yeah that wasn't a cohesive sentence, but you got the point. And <laughs> I I, I'm really, really enjoying that. Like artists like Greg Frazier, but there's even musicians like a Charlie Puth um, who's doing things on, on his TikTok. Um, yeah. You have things like Jacob Collier, again, another musician. I'm sure painters are doing this too. I just don't know. Uh, but <laughs> photographers, they've been doing it with like Maddie Hapoya, Peter McKinnon. They've yeah. been like making art at a high level, very practical. Mm-hmm. And I'm thoroughly to, to which a thoroughly lot of people it. can do themselves. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. They're like, they're like, yeah, you just take this effect, and you know, yeah, we use an area Alexa, but you could use your phone, and you get a similar feel. And it's exactly. like, oh, well, shoot, okay. And it, I think it's really encouraging. Going all the way back to the original question of, you know, like it, it takes away some of those nerves of, yeah, like I'm doing what the the big leagues are doing. I can put this out there. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't have an area Alexa, but. I can do it. I can do it. And you're doing it your own way, you know, with your, with your own camera, with your own style, with your own look. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You're you're embracing it. Yep. Well, Graham, we really spiraled for 40 minutes and I love it. I love it. It was, that was was back and forth banter. That flow was crazy. We have a minute and 15 seconds left before my free trial version of zoom shuts me down. Dang, Zoom sponsor this guy. Come on. Yeah, Zoom, what are you doing? Bro? We need some we need some more film banter up in here, man. Hey, everybody tag Zoom in the comment section right now cuz I'm sure Zoom has a TikTok account. But tag Zoom, tag Greg Frazier, tag Matt Reeves, tag, tag, tag them all because I want them all on I want them all Hoyt, on the podcast. Hoyt ben Hoytema, tag that, all tag yep. all the <laughs> all the homies graham yo thank you so much for actually staying on for another 40 minutes i appreciate you yeah dude thank you thank you so much for having me hopefully uh i'll be able to hop on the podcast again this is 100 great time 100 again all of his socials are going to be down in the notes below all my socials are down in the notes below make sure that you tune in next week when i learn how to ride a donkey to the sun that's impressive i'm probably gonna tune in